Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, live viewers. Hello to the replay viewers as always, and hello, Gemma. Hey. <laughs> oh my, back at it just, what, four days, three days after our last one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did it on the uh, Sunday. Well, this would be uh, the episode for the, well, okay. So the first one was was the, um, the first one was, the Sunday one was, uh, you know, just like a live Q&A kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And the, the second one, or, which is this one, is going to be more focus based on the the hap self care uh, yeah hashtag um, i enjoyed the uh q a what did you think yeah i think we're gonna have to do some more like that because that went off in a few different directions and stuff i found it interesting because it was it brought up some good topics of conversation yeah i i agree that was a fun one mm-hmm. um because you just you, you don't know which way it's gonna go. There's Bo. No, hey Bo. Bo's on deck. And TJ's in the house. Hey TJ. Um. So for this week's hap self care, it's kind of right up our alley on this show. Mm-hmm. So I figured, why not just talk self care? Um. So. When you think in self-care, uh, I'll start off with like a, a, a definition kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So what is self-care? And I found this on my, my favorite site, you know, verywellmind.com. Uh, self-care describes a conscious act one takes in order to promote their own physical, mental, and emotional health. There are many forms of self-care Uh, It could be ensuring you get enough sleep every night or stepping outside for a few minutes for some fresh air. Mm -hmm. So to me, what's up, Franco? To me, that means uh, anything that you actively do to try and better your mood or day. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I when you think self-care, I used to just think, you know, like personal hygiene, um, definitely sleep that falls Mm -hmm. in there. Um, and your surroundings, like it seemed more environmental to me, like having a clean house, uh, you know, makes up for, you know the feeling when your house is kind of cleaned up versus when it's a mess yeah I wouldn't know the clean thing I have a child (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, when when your when your environment is in disarray it kind Mm. of keeps you and your mental state in disarray if that makes sense oh I Um, can tell for that <laughs> just a simple fact just the simple uh cleaning up or organizing or something will 
you know, make your environment uh, make more sense and it, and it makes you feel good. Uh, tidy uh, home, tidy mind. Yeah. Um, so simple little things like that is what I always thought about. Um, but I mean, there is so much that we can get into. And I'll throw this one up first. Uh, let's do let's do picture and picture, and then we'll make this one the big one. Mm-hmm. So self care can be um, anything from taking a step back. I like that one. Just stopping what you're doing and you know taking taking a five minute break. Uh, spending time alone, mm-hmm. uh, just being with yourself, um, you know, taking a walk or something out in the neighborhood, uh, asking for help. Uh, that <clears throat> was very uh, near and dear to me um, once I finally, you know, took that leap. I call it a leap. It, it felt like a leap to to be able to to say that I, I'm not in control anymore uh, was was daunting. I'm not in control of my own life. Um, I need help. Uh, it was just, it was very daunting and very, I guess, therapeutic in the end now that, it, it, you know, I look back on it. Um, and that's putting yourself first. Uh, which is on the list as well. Setting boundaries. Uh, these are very important. Uh, I want to elaborate on this more in a second. Setting boundaries. If I forget, please remind me. <laughs> uh, hey, Doe. Hey. Uh, staying at home. Now, staying at home doesn't mean becoming a complete introvert. Um, I know that's easier to do now with COVID because, well, things are starting to open back up. I don't know how it is exactly. I mean, you've kind of mentioned in the UK what what's happening. Um, and I'll let yeah, you know. you'd think it had not even happened over here right now. What? COVID? Yeah, it's literally business as normal right, right now, really. Okay. Unless you want a medical appointment, then, yeah, don't. <laughs> hey, warrior grandma. Hey. Um, so, I mean, it seems like it's coming to an end over there, or are your cases still surging? Yeah, they're still pretty high, but like, regardless of that, it seems that it's just business as usual, to be well, honest. There. And and that's because everybody's had enough of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, it's been long enough. Everybody is kind of like, all right, COVID's done. Let's mm-hmm. just get on with it. We're all vaccinated or whatever, you know. Pretty most much. most people that are, are, as you guys call it, double jabbed, uh, mm. uh, are walking around here as well. Like, the you know, it's over. Um, I, I got the vaccine just because I'm on the ambulance a lot. And, you know, I'll, I just... I figured why not it's very rare that i'm first in line for anything and they're they're knocking on our doors at the fire station saying hey you guys want this vaccine yeah (laughs) sure um saying no 
that's a big one too. Uh, just oh God, the, yeah. Hey, Leslie, saying hey. no is a, a, a something that we don't do a, a lot, especially mm -hmm. myself. I, how about you, Gemma? Yeah, I'm terrible at that. Like, often I do things thinking, like, yeah, I should do that when really it's not something I want to do, and it's probably putting me out a lot. But I do it to please others. I'm really good. Uh, trying to please others and not myself. <laughs> Bo says I'm good at saying no. Yeah. Hey Molly, welcome into the broadcast. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad at saying no. I think that's kind of the um, the the fireman mentality, if you will. Uh, we mm. we always want to try and fix stuff. Uh, so if somebody comes, and a lot of times it's more like. You know your friends saying hey can you help me move or this or that mm. sometimes you do have to say no um yeah for sure. especially if, if you if your body or your mind is not into it um, mm. that day i'm not saying it's not into moving because who's really is but if your body or mind you know when you're having that off day and you know you're just feeling a little down uh mm -hmm. things aren't things aren't jiving, things aren't clicking. Um, it's okay to say, hey man, look, uh, normally, I <clears throat> excuse me, normally I'd be all over that and I love helping you out. Uh, you're a good friend. But today, I'm just not here, you know. <clears throat> so you're going to have to say, learn to say no sometimes. Um, but I do want to go back to setting boundaries. Um, Boundaries, <clears throat> God, boundaries are huge. Uh, and I've learned this through my sobriety. Um, you, you have to make your rules, basically. You have to let others know that <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not up for this. Or maybe it's uh, so along the lines of something more simple like, I no longer want to do this activity like with me and drinking. Uh, I no longer want to go fishing with you guys because it's just a drunk fest and it's really not going to be good for me. Um, but, <clears throat> but you can also set boundaries in marriage. You can set boundaries in all kinds of things. Um, what do you have anything for setting boundaries? Um, only with child, like on the child side of things at the moment. I, I'm terrible with like doing things. I, I think I like to please other people, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I'm used to feeling so fed up and depressed that I try and help others, I guess. That, like, I think when you felt depressed for so long, you try and help other people. Certainly I do. And then I can be like, like the other week, um, somebody had been let down with a cake and I ended up doing it. I knew that I didn't really have time to do it, but I said I would. And then I'm like making this damn cake and I'm swearing all the time under my breath like I should have said no I should be doing this I've got too much to do 
I'm like, why do I do it to myself? Yes. But yeah, I need to, I need to, I guess, look at what, my computer's falling down. I need to guess, I, I look at what I need to do and what things I have to do first and then, I guess, set boundaries for that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes. And I, I kind of, I like what Doe Darling said. Uh, um, also, you can say no without an explanation. No is enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. You don't need to provide an explanation. I always feel like I need to. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. just, that's just a part of me. Um, I'm the same. I, like, feel like I need to give them a reason why. Because if I just say no, I think, oh, they're going to think I'm being awkward now or something. It's absolutely true, though, when you think about it. You don't need you could just say no it's fine. oh yeah or, or like both said because i just don't feel like it right now i just don't want to and that kind of jives with what i was saying about your, your brain not fully being there mind body soul uh, mm. if one of those things is not in the game then it becomes difficult to actually produce results for that person i mean look at me when I was heavy in my, in my drinking, uh, and I was going to work the next day, basically in a fog, I wasn't drunk. I never drank on the job, but, uh, I, I struggle to say that I was hung over because I never really felt like crap, but you could tell that I was just in a constant fog. Um, and here I am on an ambulance trying to take care of people. Um, and sometimes it took till after lunch until I, you know, was this Tim. So that whole morning, I might have run three calls. How is that fair to those people? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jeremy, welcome in. And uh, it's just, it's crazy to think of how many times I, you know, went to work, just not 100% there. Hmm. Um, thankfully, thank the Lord that nothing ever happened bad. Uh, but the, the possibility was there for sure. Like if my brain wasn't functioning at a hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Or, yeah. Mm. So, uh, we'll go back real quick. Cause Leslie mentioned again, asking for help is a big one. Mm. <laughs> and since that one's uh, big to me, we'll, we'll recap that one. Um, Basically, I said uh, a little earlier that asking for help uh, was the the most daunting thing I ever had to do uh, mm -hmm. to to get to a point where you know that your life is so out of control. I'm going to take this down, by the way, um, that your life is so out of control. It's out of your control. Hmm. You can't seem to make heads or tails of anything. You can't get to where you want. It's like walking up a, a down escalator. <clears throat> and sometimes you just need to hit that pause button and say, I need help. Hmm. Uh, thank you, Tim the super heart appreciate it um it, it's just a, a complete 
shock to the system to know that your life has become so unmanageable from your perspective. That's step one of AA. You know, my life has become unmanageable. Uh, that doesn't mean that somebody else can't help mm. you manage it. Oh, you know for sure. I mean? mm. uh, so the last one on there uh, that we haven't really touched on was forgiving yourself. That's huge for self-care. Mm. Uh, forgiving yourself for past, present, and, you know, let's go ahead and throw future in there as well because we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is. What do, you, what do you have uh, for forgiving yourself? Um, yeah, that's definitely something that I struggle with. Um, and like d distinguishing between the things that I guess need forgiveness and things that I think need forgiving when they really don't and taking on too much of the blame for things that again really are out of my control um i think everyone struggles with asking for help and i certainly felt that that was a sign of weakness in fact for many years i had it drummed into my head that unless i'm doing this by myself and i've got to do this 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 then you know, if I'm not doing that, then I'm failing and I'm not doing what I should be doing. But at the end of the day, like, it took me a long time to realise I'm not a machine, I'm a person and everybody, every human being is, like, they're not perfect, like you say. And I had to realise that and then ask for help because it got to me where I was in way over my head with everything, where to just bring one example, a couple of years ago, I had a surgical procedure. It was just a day case. I came out and because I'd been having work done on my house, I came out of having surgery after discharging myself slightly earlier than I maybe should have to come back within less than two hours of having that said surgery to decorating my house and Doing too I much. was in so much pain I was taking painkillers to the max just to try and get it done I didn't want to ask for help because I thought you know what I'm I'm on my own I've, I'm Thomas's mom I have to make sure this house is done and in the end I just completely broke down and thought I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. And I did. I asked for help. And it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. But also, I guess, one of the most rewarding in the end, because things did get done then. And it did mean that on that particular thing that I'm referring to, Thomas was able to come home and have a safe home and had I not asked for help, I don't know where I'd have been. Yeah. But I had it drilled into me for many years that I had to do things by myself and it was a sign of weakness asking for help. It was a sign of weakness not being able to do something. And it's really not true. It really isn't. The biggest, bravest thing you can do is ask for help.
when you know you need it. I agree. Um, and yeah, it's one more time. It's, it's a very daunting thing. Uh, speaking mm. from experience and it, it, it really meant the world, the overall, the outcome after I did it, after I finally buckled down and said, I can't do this on my own, mm-hmm. which is for, I don't know how, it, you know, other than what you just described, <clears throat> and I don't want to play sex games here, but for a guy, it is kind of ingrained in us to oh, yeah. to be fixers, right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, I'm not yeah, stepping yeah. over bounds here, right? I think definitely people seem to think um like i've seen i've seen it so many times where people think that a man isn't allowed to like say cry or be the weak one he's got to be the one that holds the family together the breadwinner everything it's just certainly how things definitely used to be years ago and that's so not the case there are many many people many men out there that have struggled and yeah asking for help is definitely absolutely yeah absolutely there's a lot more about men's mental health now and the site the suicide things as well with mm-hmm. things i've seen a lot coming out about mental health for men so yeah yeah so let's get into this uh battery check this graphic we found on google which we both really liked um because i actually wanted to do an episode on this it's kind of just but it it flows with this very well Mm -hmm. Uh, let's let's uh bring it up so checking your battery uh basically doing daily check-ins with yourself uh you know Take, take a step back, I'd say, at least twice a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your morning going, and then before you walk out the door, do a quick check-in with yourself. And then, as the day progresses, uh, maybe after lunch, hit another check-in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, Captain Rehab, welcome back. Captain Rehab went on a cruise. Uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe towards dinner time, mm. do it again. So that's three times I, I like to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I do it every single day? I try to, but it doesn't always line up in the same uh, time frames. But at least twice a day, I check in and just see. Yeah. Uh, check check your battery level as this as this states. Uh, you know, f- are you feeling great? Uh, keep meeting your needs and practicing self-care you feeling good how can you maintain the levels you're currently at you feeling okay how can you make your day a tiny bit better now you're starting to drop your battery's draining um you're feeling meh how can you love on yourself today be extra kind to yourself Mm -hmm. now you're getting down into the lower tiers struggling you're struggling um, practice triage. Uh, what are what area of your life is suffering the most right now? Focus on that one area and try and make a change. Uh, 
and then you're empty uh, at the bottom there. Pinpoint what's draining you and try to create a boundary and then do one thing that fills you up. So you have two types of batteries here. Obviously, you have this battery that we just went over. This is like your emotional mm -hmm. battery. This is, this is when you start to feel drained from um, activities, uh, what is going on around you. Um, and then you have your energy core, your energy battery, which is basically your days. Uh, you don't really rejuvenate that one. You mm. wake up in the morning and you're at 100% after a good night's sleep. And slowly as the day goes on, that battery is going to drain until it's time to go to bed again. You know, mm -hmm. so you have that battery, but you have this battery, which you can, this is like your emotional battery. This one you can fill back up, unlike the energy one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just by simply doing some self-care and taking time out of each day to be with you and to, to even something as simple as just checking in with yourself like this, you can uh, improve your, your battery life on the emotional meter. Does that, does that make sense to you? Yeah. It's um, something that I took, like when I used to go to, um, it was like a counseling thing, but for like the physical health side, they used to refer to it as spoons as well. How many spoons you have and don't put all your spoons in the same basket. Like if you have so many spoons, like share them out and do something so that you're not putting everything into one thing, share it out, know what you've got to do throughout the day and make sure you spread it out because burning yourself out constantly, like I'm good at doing that when, like I don't feel I'm never without pain but when I have less I tend to think right I've got so much to do and I try and put it all into doing it and then I will suffer for days and days after and it just it doesn't help like right. it doesn't help me physically mentally or anything and if anything it makes me mentally worse knowing that I did all that but then because of that I have nothing left for two, three days. I'm just like, ugh, like all the time with nothing left. And you have to, I'm good at now starting to write, I guess, lists. And I have on my front door a loads of post-its because the first thing I do when I go downstairs is my front door. Uh -huh. It got to me like where I was putting things on, don't forget this, don't forget that. Because honestly, my brain is just... And um, I would make lists of what I've got to do, put them in order of importance, and then like, okay, so I'm going to do that because, you know, just try and balance it out a little bit so that you're not constantly running on empty. And then give yourself just in between each thing maybe, like just do something for yourself, either have a coffee or just... A quiet coffee, not whilst you're working. Just like a quick five-minute yeah, drink, a take break. Five minutes, yeah. Where you're doing nothing but just having that time for yourself to recharge your batteries a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. always joke and say that I'm definitely an iPhone because my iPhone is crap. The battery life. 
<laughs> and I always feel like I'm running on empty. And they say with the like the physical side of things that with the spoons and stuff, um, like try yeah, try and share them out a little bit so that you're not putting them all into one thing and then running out like by lunchtime and then you're just like there for the rest of the day you know yeah not left yeah do do some take the five minutes and do some self-care get the battery level back up while you're on your lunch break Mm. or or wherever and hi hannah welcome in and thanks for the high award appreciate it you really you struck something with dough there yeah like chronic pain when you have chronic pain it really does drain your battery quicker for sure and it's trying to realize that and take it steadier yeah your energy battery too oh yeah yeah um so all right we spent the first half of the broadcast talking about what self-care is and you know focused on what what or how to use self-care what to do so now let's talk you know briefly about what we can do or what we like to do uh and i'll i'll throw mine out there um i am big into journaling these days Mm. i've mentioned it on here before um i have taken journaling very seriously um it it is so therapeutic and i'm i promise uh, it is it's all right so when i first started journaling it was at rehab and uh i i was i've never been a writer i don't uh i never thought i was any good at it um it just seems tedious your my my hand hurts i don't want to write you know, it's just it take it take a minute to, or it takes a couple minutes to sit down and and log your thoughts. Well, I had nothing but time while I was at rehab, and that's where I really sat down. So I kept hearing about it, you know, and they even give you in your materials when you get there. They give you a journal, just one of those old composition books from yeah. from school. Um, and I was like, you know what? guess i'll i'll try it i'll do it you know if nothing else it'll be fun to look back someday at my journey here in rehab so i started logging each day into the journal of what i learned what i did you know Mm. and it became it became very routine and it became therapeutic It, it really does help now nowadays uh a year later I'm not journaling every single day anymore, but if there's a significant event that happens, uh, or perhaps I felt triggered to drink, um, these are, these are times when I'll come home and, and I'll, I'll log that down. I'll pull out the journal and I'll write down, uh, whatever, how I was feeling, uh, what I did, what the situation was, obviously and how it presented, um, and basically how I, how I handled it and how I felt. Uh, do you journal at all, Gemma? Uh, I do. Yeah, I certainly did. 
a lot like I started doing it for Thomas at first when he was born I made a note of every single thing like every day for the first year of his life I made notes about it what we'd done together things like that because it was in like it was a way of like a memory book but then it really kind of thought like because I used to do it when I was younger and it helped me I, I started doing it as though I was writing to my younger self. Um, someone told me about that, like, write, like, a letter or a book as though you were writing to your younger self, explaining to them what we've been through and all that, um, that kind of thing. I did that for a while and then turned it into a bit of a, like a book, not to share with anyone in particular. But then I found, because my hands are really bad now and I can't always write, I found some apps and things that can help with that. So every day I do like a, a self-check-in on the app that I have. And it asks you about your mood, how you're feeling, your battery level, if there's any pain and stuff. And it, it really does actually help me to both slow down, although some days I think if I slow down anymore, I'm going to stop completely but it helps me to recognize what's going on and sometimes to compare what I've done with the good days and not look when it gets to be a bad day not feel so down about the fact that I haven't done anything because I can look back and say well I actually did quite a bit then so it it does help but I don't write loads and loads like I used to because my hands are just shot sometimes but I certainly do journal and it helps quite a lot. I've done it for quite a few years now. Yeah, it, it's one of, uh, it's probably the most therapeutic thing I do mm. for myself, you know, taking a minute out of my day. It, it is basically how I step back for a moment and, uh, you know, mm. spend some time with me. Um, I also enjoy going out for a walk. Uh, now I don't I don't enjoy jogging anymore. I'm past that point in my life. Mm. It, it, that was never a fun uh, activity. But some people, you know, really get into jogging and, and running marathons yeah. and what have you. Um, and that's great. I mean, if you if that's something you're into, by all means. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, biking is is more my speed. Uh, cycling, uh, mm. you know. We, we invented the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go out on a walk through the neighborhood, kind of turn it into like a mindfulness walk, take everything in. It's another thing you can do to stop and clear your head. <clears throat> Maybe say no. Say I need to, uh, I need a five minute break. I'm going to go take a walk. I'll be right back. So you kind of encompass three out of uh, the seven or eight things we talked about at the beginning of the show right there in one activity. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else? Therapy. Uh, this, I still do therapy. I, I, it's, I do an outpatient uh, therapy weekly, uh, an hour a week. 
It's a group therapy setting. And we've talked on here about the difference, <coughs> excuse me, about the difference between one-on-one uh, -on -one therapy and group therapy uh, as far as what that is to people or what it means to people. Uh, I'm a big advocate of group therapy. Uh, not a whole lot. It seems to be an unpopular choice uh, from what I've read in the comment sections. Um, but I personally take a lot out of it. Like I said uh, early in these broadcasts, group therapy, there's no better way to reinforce to yourself that you're not alone than to be amongst five or six other folks that are going through the same shit that you're mm -hmm. going through and, and are in the same weeds. Um, what, what did you think about group therapy? Have you ever tried it? I have actually, yeah. I, the, um, I've done group therapy for self-harming. Um, I did a, I did a few, and then there was some that we tried with the, um, the depression and mental health, just in general. I struggled with it. Um, certainly with the mental health side of it, like it's it's weird because the mental health side of it to be in a group. We were all sat around a table. I really struggled that with that because I was like, if I'm opening up and going to bear my soul, I need to know who I'm telling that to. And I need to know that, that it's not going to get spread around for a start or that if I tell you this and then we bump into each other in the street, that you're not going to like bring that back up or something. That was all the stuff that was going through my head. It it did help in a way that I was like, okay, so I'm not the only one going through all this. But I did struggle to open up in a group setting. But then when I went and did the, the self-harm one, because it wasn't talking so much about why we do it, but more the fact that we do do it and the ways around. The one I went to wasn't about not doing it it wasn't like okay you're self-harming and you shouldn't do this it's not right you know that sort of thing it was like I guess trying to find ways to make sure it was safe what we were doing finding alternative ways to get that out without like putting your life at risk mm -hmm. one of the main ones that they told me to do because I was always very good at cutting myself that was my go-to that and overdosing but like putting an elastic band and pulling it really hard it would give you the instant sting that you need and for me that was controlling what was in like in here and in here and putting it somewhere else moving that pain so that I was in control of what hurt and I found that quite helpful because I guess I realized that, okay, yeah, this wasn't what I thought it was. I, I was ashamed of the fact that I did it. I couldn't control doing it, but it made me realize that I wasn't on my own and it, that did help. Mm -hmm. And I was going to that right up to COVID and then COVID and, you know, but that did. But for me, I guess with the group thing, it depends what it is we're discussing. 
but then I'm not a person that gets on well in really big groups anyway. I'm always, I prefer smaller, more intimate groups than big groups. So if it And was they a have all they have all team, types of the group therapy settings, like you yeah, talked they about. do. I think Um, I was unlucky. I got put in a group of about 12 and I couldn't do that. yeah, But. and you don't want to be in a humongous group. Um, you're right. Uh, the the intimate group definitely makes it uh, a little better because everybody has time to share if you want. And uh, Bo brought up a great point. People need to uh, know that you don't have to share when you. When you attend a group therapy, even if it's just something like AA, let's let's take that for example. If I go to an AA meeting, that is technically a group setting, a group therapy setting. Um, you are not forced because you've walked in the door to share anything. You Mm -hmm. you, you can sit and listen. Uh, Yeah. And sometimes just listening to other folks is just as therapeutic as uh, as if you were. one-on-one with a therapist um now sometimes the group therapy setting <clears throat> that doesn't work for everyone and i understand uh, sometimes that's too much for people sometimes uh being sometimes people don't want to be amongst other people Yeah. like uh they they would prefer to sit one-on-one with a therapist and and Mm that's fine too um Definitely, uh, get you know, find either or. If you need therapy in your life, which we could make an argument for, most everybody would benefit from from one hour a week of just checking in with a therapist. Um, then, even if it's just on a Zoom platform or mm. Skype or whatever, yeah, I think we could make an argument that everybody. could benefit just for a one-hour check-in with either a one-on-one or a group setting therapist. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you don't even realize you need it till you've had it and think, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. So these are things that I do, uh, you know, very simple. Journaling, taking a walk, and group therapy. How about you, Gemma? What do you do for you? Um, for me, I like drawing, um, music, definitely music is a good thing for me. Um, just to be able to go into a, like a room or go for a walk and just have the music and the headphones or when I'm like working and stuff, just to put music on that helps. And then like, sometimes just a good sleep, just to. even just for an hour, just to switch off completely and recharge. Or I guess just to soak in the bath, just to help my pain, things like that. Um, or even like I've been known to drive to the local park and just sit there, just listen to my music and just, just be in a different environment. So uh, <clears throat> the soak in the bath for your pain, Uh, chronic pain in and as a, in and of itself is like we mentioned earlier already an emotionally and physically draining aspect of your life so you're almost starting off behind the eight ball uh, 
what's specifically like taking a soak in the tub? Can you put out there for folks that suffer with chronic pain? Um, yeah. Maybe some self-care that you do for just the pain um, yeah. that, that overall also helps your uh, mentality throughout the day. Um, so the do you understand what I'm, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, see, I can't get in and out of a normal bath. So I have, I have a, a bath with a door. It's a walking bath, mm -hmm. uh, which helps before that I couldn't get in the bath. Um, but just to sometimes I just have to stop and just completely switch off and just I don't know like before I would used to because my legs were bad and I'd just like get a cream rub my legs and things to help with the cramps I have now got like um, a machine thing that helps because I haven't got the strength in my hands um like, I still struggle with it a lot. I'm not in a position at the moment where I'm happy with the level of pain I'm in. But um, I have been trying, like, CBD, things like that, to try and help. But that's why I'm moving around a lot, because I'm in quite a bit of pain, so I'm just shuffling. Um, How about, like, does it, like, a heating pad or anything like that? Oh, yeah, ever? yeah. Like, definitely put it, I guess, depends where it is but yeah certainly putting a heat pad on i have one that will go around my waist for my back but that's like a plug-in one so you're kind of restricted to being either sat close to the plug or whatever yeah, um, yeah. it doesn't always help when it's really hot outside <laughs> mm. but yeah they certainly like the heat helps or for joint pain like hot and cold alternating that can help i have heard uh going from hot to cold uh, you know mm. every, every yeah, 10 minutes or does. so yeah it really does especially if it's like some sort of inflammatory problem or like like my knees get, get really swollen so i will put hot and then cold and change that really helps and it um helps with the like the swelling as well as the pain um and like the the bath and things you can get the epsom salts and things that helps and then um just for me like if i can afford to do it going to i go and see like a sports massage go for a sports massage things like that mm -hmm. um, a deep tissue <laughs> i it's strange because like I remember going and one of the uh, the people that I one of the people people that I used to see said that she has done a lot less to like sportsmen and they've been in absolute tears with the pain. Whereas for me, like I get a lot of relief out of them doing it so hard that it hurts at that moment. And it even makes me very bruised at times. So that it actually helps me after they've finished. Because I've got um, one of the conditions I have. All the ligaments and tendons are very tight in my body. So to have that to relieve, to relieve 
the tightness in them, even though at that time it really hurts. Mm -hmm. It does bring a lot of relief at the end, you know, afterwards. But yeah, just like certain, I guess, preems and things and definitely the, the hot and cold thing. Has the CBD been making an impact at all? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, I've found, because I've tried the CBD gummies. I'm not sure if it's just the strength that is readily available here, but they were not very helpful. It certainly helped a little bit with my anxiety. Mm. So you were finding uh, it you were finding it helpful in other maybe mm. not so much pain relief, but other aspects. Yeah, yeah, it certainly helped with my anxiety. The best way I found of getting the C B D to work and the most the stronger way of getting it into me is by vaping. Now I'm not a smoker, so I really struggled with that at first, but it does actually I found it was the quickest way to get it into my system. Mm -hmm. And certainly it was the stronger, the stronger way of getting it because like I've noticed here in the UK, it's not as strong as such as in America. Mm -hmm. I've managed to get a 3000 milligram one now, but that's vaping only. So I have to do that, but you have to make sure that you get a certain amount inside of you for that to work. Um, okay. I take fentanyl and morphine for my pain prescribed, and I'm not a fan of taking those. I hate it because of the side effects it comes with. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I have a TENS machine as well, hmm. and that, that can help, I guess, to a degree, depending on where it is. Yeah, those yeah. are very strong opiates, and mm. <clears throat> uh, you'd you'd be hard pressed to get that here in a, in the mm. states. Um, yeah, but anywho, uh, pain definitely plays a giant role in a lot of people's day to day energy level or battery level, like we were talking about. Um, Especially if it's a bad pain day, you mm. know, you, you're you're starting out at about fifty percent, right? Of of what? Sorry, you you would say like you're starting at a, you're not starting at a hundred percent. If it's a bad pain day, you're already your battery's probably already at about fifty percent. Oh yeah, at, at most. Like yeah. yesterday was a particularly bad day. Like I was in a lot of pain. And I got very little done yesterday. Um, I make sure that what I what I do is, because I've got Thomas and I'm on my own with him, I have to make sure that the things I get done are what he needs. The rest of it, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Um, like, my house right now is upside down. And it's not going anywhere. So I've had to learn to live with that and think, well, Unless someone's going to come and do it for me, which is highly unlikely, then it's just going to be there another day for me to deal with. Yeah. Um, it does, like what you said earlier, it, it does affect my mental health. And I find that um, certainly because I've got a huge pile of laundry in the corner of my bedroom, that that can affect my sleep. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, like I have to learn. I've I've learned to like just do what I need to do to not push it too much. Sometimes I like massively overdo things. Right. But yeah, when I when the pain's bad, I'm lucky if I'm even halfway up there with the chart, the battery. <laughs> yeah. No, I can I can definitely uh, I can definitely see that. Um, I I don't have the chronic pain that you have, mm. but I I do have some pain, and it definitely does drain your battery right for, right off the gate. So, mm. um, moving forward, uh, <clears throat> little things is kind of recapping this whole thing. Uh, little things. Think small. Uh, don't don't try and do something that's going to go over the top. It's not necessary. Uh, little five minute things uh, that will improve your overall mood. That will improve your day. Whether it just be a five minute walk outside with the birds, or maybe you want to do a half hour hike. Um, maybe you want to go on a bike ride maybe you're a runner you like that stuff not me not me at all mm. um, <clears throat> maybe it's something staying inside I want to pop this back up real quick picture and picture oh I want to make it big there we go just to recap the whole thing here mm -hmm. setting boundaries Staying at home, saying no, forgiving yourself, taking a step back, asking for help, spending time alone, and putting yourself first, asking for what you need. That, uh, that sums it up pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, none of these things really take a long time. Um, it's something you can do five minutes out of the day, journaling, uh, you know, like I said, taking a walk, things like that. Walking in nature helps me so much. It's very meditative. Yes. Uh, another great point. Mm. Yoga and uh, meditation are huge uh, among a lot of folks. Uh, and, you know, what's that, like a half hour out of the day? Yeah. If that if that is what gets you going, <clears throat> then that's what you do. Like it's seriously, it's that simple. Uh, it's it's the whole idea of it is taking taking the bad and laterally processing back into a good. I think some people think that self care is selfish. I certainly read a lot about that when I was looking online and stuff as well. The number of people that think that doing something for yourself is actually selfish, which it's, it really isn't. And I know that me, the, the biggest thing that I had to overcome with the, the whole chronic pain thing and like self-care and everything was, I guess, because a lot of it I was born with, so I've not known my life without it. But mourning for the person that I once was, where I was able to do more, mourning for the loss of that 
accepting that this is who I am now and then dealing with that because I am not who I was even a year ago, six months ago, because I have a progressive condition that is only getting worse with age. And I've had to get used to that, mourn for the loss of what I once was and what I was once able to do, accept that, and then get on with living the life that I, in the body that I have. Mm-hmm. And that, that was hard that was hard to accept and deal with but it it's it really is something that i don't know it's like i guess dealing with a loss yeah you know, absolutely it's never gonna come back you you're not just going to wake up one morning and you're not ill and that's a <clears throat> that's a good point too for self care uh we did a <clears throat> an episode on grief and uh, what it is to run through the five stages of grief, you run through that on more than just death in, in mm. the family or, or, or death of a loved one for that matter. Um, you know, every little thing that changes in your life, any significant loss, um, even something as simple as, uh, what did we say in the episode? Um, like a brand, a brand name of, of something that you really like is gone. Like Oreos, they're gone forever now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you have to process that. I mean, mm-hmm. if if Oreos were your favorite thing in the world, this is now gone. It is just like uh, mourning your former self or, or grieving for your former self uh, or retirement. Uh, retirement is big amongst a lot of folks. It's hard to not, after 30 years of getting up and doing the same thing, you, all of a sudden, you don't have that anymore. Um, no, Bo, Oreos are not gone. <laughs> it was just an example. And, you know, people kept uh, commenting about sleep as well throughout the broadcast. We, we hit on that in the beginning. Um, but for those of you just getting in, uh, yeah, sleep is the start to everything. Sleep is what refills your core. Yeah. And uh, getting enough sleep is probably step one in having a good good day or an overall good week is getting a a normal amount of sleep whenever it may be heals itself doesn't it when you're sleeping your body heals itself and recharges yeah you may be on a different sleep schedule than the rest of the world but as long as you're getting that sleep Mm -hmm. uh your body will sleep no matter what uh when you're tired enough your body will will shut down and sleep yeah uh it's not gonna it's one of those involuntary things now there are some cases of of uh disease or what have you where it's very rare but sleep is uh, very hard to obtain but even for these folks they're still sleeping but it's their body is just shutting down for like a minute at a time and then they'll be like, what, what happened? Um, but yeah, the importance of, of getting a good night's rest is by far the, the step one in HAP self-care. <laughs> Bo. Bo. Uh, you know I was. You know I was waiting. 
Um, Bo always likes to give me crap that I don't sleep, which is not true. I do sleep. Just at um, the wrong time, I guess. Like, you know, when you're on haps at three, four in the morning. My internal clock is a mess. Talking to a rabbit and stuff. But yeah, I guess with your job, it's not easy. And trying to go from like, I guess, one shift sleeping at the day, working at night and then sleeping at night, it, just changing it over so quickly, it's not going to help. Yeah. You know, we're never going to have an easy time with the job you do. Well, it, it'll it'll get better after uh, retirement, I hope. I only have six years left till I go till I can retire. Uh, probably won't retire in six years, but um, anyway, <clears throat> we're gonna pass the old broadcast over to Lucia now. Uh, she has a special episode coming up of "Be Kind to Your Mind." Mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to be going off right now, I believe. So we're we're gonna go ahead and get out of here and make way for Lucia, uh, and we'll. We'll see you guys over there. And also, don't forget tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's 8 o'clock Pacific. And that's, what the hell is that for you? 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So we're not going to advocate on a broadcast that promotes self-care. <laughs> but you should, if you are in the UK, be up at that time. However. Maybe you're getting up to go to work. Uh, <laughs> perhaps. Maybe. Uh, anyway, at those times, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Jim in Chicago land puts on his fire pit tonight. Uh, if, you know, weather permitting, if, if the weather's bad, he lights a candle inside. So that's all the same. Um, oh, okay. Vida do. Doe's going yeah, to sleep I'm do now. The same as well with yeah. Um, well, I'm going to try. But if you are awake in the States, Jim in Chicago land puts on the great fire pit tonight. Highly recommend it. And we're going to get out of here. Everybody head on over to Lucia's channel and get a little be kind to your mind and your life. All right, everybody from me and Gemma here, take care of yourself. Yes. Try journaling. Try group therapy. And be take kind a walk to yourself. And be kind to yourself. Yeah. But all right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for the awards. And thanks for the great comments. We'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Bye.